How you doing? I'm so glad you're, you're, you're doing well, I hear. The front row's doing well. Okay, great. Let's get our Be A Man Roadmap verse up on the screen. It's 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14, and it's up there so all the guys can raise your heads, clear your throats, say it with me loud and proud. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Well, okay. That's, that's 14, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, if you did not know, uh, by the way, we read it, that be strong is what we're talking about uh, this morning. So don't, don't like flex. Don't start like, you know, don't do that. Say, well, we'd never do that. You look like a dork, huh? Say, no, this is a different kind of strength. This is different than your two tickets to the gun show or whatever you got. This is different than your pack. This is different than your six pack. Wherever that went. This is a different kind of strength. This is a different kind of strength that we're talking about. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's imagine that there is, God bless somebody. There is a marathon running race, right? It's a marathon in this town. It's going to start north of Gunnison. It's going to end somewhere around CB South, okay? It's, a, it's an actual marathon. The thing about this race is that these, this race is for people who have never run a marathon before. This race is for people who've never run a race before. This marathon is for non-runners. Maybe I'm in it. I don't know. But you want to watch. You want to watch. You, maybe you've got money on it. Like it's just a friendly thing, right? You are so desperately uh, interested in how this plays out. Now, you have a choice of two places that you can watch the race from. You can either watch this race from the starting line or you can watch the race at the finish line. Which one are you going to choose? The finish line, right? Because that, yeah, that's where the tickets are going to be the hottest and most expensive because it's how you finish that matters. Right? Because everybody gets the start. Everybody's going to get behind. And at the starting line, everybody looks great. You know, they're doing this or whatever it is that you do whenever you get ready to run. If I had run, I would know. Everybody looks good. Their hair's great. They're not. Right? Everybody gets a start. But at the finish line, well, that's a different story. Because, A, you're not going to see everybody get to the finish line who is at the starting line, right? And the condition of the people that cross the finish line, that's going to be every condition imaginable. There are going to be some who amaze you because uh, you didn't even know the reserves of strength and endurance and and. and and, and dedication and focus that these people had. You didn't even know that that could happen in that. And there are going to be some who, for the last several miles, are just staggering. They're zigzagging all over the road until they collapse over the finish line, exhausted. 
And then there are probably going to be those who cross the finish line on a bike that they stole from a kid at mile four. Right? I don't know. But those people got across the line. There's going to be tons of people who never even get across the line. And, and so what I'm going to be asking is that think about the fact that everybody starts and only a few finish. And of those that finish, very, very, very few will finish strong. Very, very few will finish strong. Now, I've never spoken on this. Um, I had planned to take Be Strong in a very different direction. But I really sensed that God had put it on my heart to talk about finishing strong. Finishing strong. And, and the question is, will you finish strong? And, and, and I think that a lot of you are thinking, Tom, I don't know. Uh, it's not on my mind right now. And it's not particularly what I wanted to hear when I come to church as about like the end of my life. Because frankly, I got issues. I got issues that need to be addressed today. I need, I got stuff that needs to be fixed right now. And, and, and I knew this would be an issue. So I was praying earlier this week and, and, and my prayer was, Lord, uh, I really, I really sense that, that you're directing me to, to share uh, your word on finishing strong. But, but a lot of the guys, um, I don't know that that's on their radar screen, you know, and, and I don't know that, I mean, particularly our younger guys, I don't, I don't know that they, that they right now at this stage in their life care about finishing strong. And God said, I do. Now, I don't hear him audibly, but it's that kind of thing where you know it brings you up short. And you go, okay, I do. I care about them finishing strong. So that's where we are this morning. That's where we're going to be. And whether you care about finishing strong or not, I just want you to know that your God cares about you finishing strong. He is already on the other side. i got some finish lines up here. He is already on the other side of the finish line. And his heart is going out to you. His mind is going out to you. His spirit is going out to you saying, Hey guys, I care about what happens here. Because that's what matters. And he's concerned that, that I, that you, may not be on the course to finish much less finish strong. And for those who, who, who still, you know, eh, I don't really care that much about finishing strong. Let me share this with you. You will not finish strong. And you will have a life full of bitter regret and unnecessary pain unless you and I allow God to change some things in us right now right now. And, and here's, the, here's the cool part, that if we, if we listen to God's word and we, we, we kind of invite it 
permit it to, to penetrate our hearts and our minds this morning. The very things he says to us that will make us finish strong will be transformational in the, the issues that maybe we were hoping to address that we got to get fixed today. They all fit together. So, so hang with us. When we started the Be A Man series, for those of you who have been with us through this journey of, of, of the past month, in, in week one, we said Hebrews chapter 12 was where we were going to start. Hebrews chapter 12 was where we were going to start. So we're going back there to take a different look, okay? We're going to start at the very beginning of the chapter. We looked at the first two verses. That's what we're going to do. Let's look. We said, if we're going to be a man of God, if we're going to be a real man of God, here's what we need to do. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. And let us, there's three words here. And you just say them with me. Let us run with endurance. Right. The race that is set before us. Three more words. Do it with me. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Three words. Do it again. Endured the cross, despising the shame, and it is seated at the right hand of God. That's what we said we needed to do. And, and we said we were going to get in the race. And if you were here with us at that point, the men joined me down here on our knees. And, and we, were, we were repenting of our sin. And we were pleading with God to take to put us in the race and give us strength to begin the race. And we, we took these things. We did, these are race bibs, you know? If people are in races, that's, that's what they wear. So, so I wear this as a reminder of that. And it was a, it was a great, it, it was powerful the way God was moving, right? And, and that was good. We started well. And that's good, but it's not enough. To start well is essential, but it's, it's not enough. We have to finish strong. Not just finish, finish strong. And that's the question. Are we going to finish strong? And I want us to look back at the scripture here. And I want you to see those three words that we, we, first, we first read. How are we to run? We're to run with endurance, right? So that we can what? Finish strong. Finish strong. We're not going to gas out. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep pushing on. This is an endurance race. This is this is this is intense, and this is incredible. And we're going to run with endurance, and we're going to finish strong. And we look to who? We look to Jesus, who who the next time was the founder and perfecter of our faith. Joy set before him. He did what? He endured the cross. That's how he ran. He ran with endurance. He ran to the cross. He ran for you. He ran for me so that he could finish strong. And I and you should be so grateful that Jesus finished strong. Jesus finishes strong because he went to the cross. The only man who ever lived without sin, the God-man, Jesus Christ, took on my sin, took on your sin, went to the cross as our substitute in our place, died for our sins so that we in him could be washed clean, have our past wiped 
wiped clean and received his gift, righteousness, and he died. The one who least deserved that took it on himself because he loved you, men. Because he wanted to remake you and me, men. And then he didn't just die. Three days later, he stood up and he went out of the grave having defeated Satan, sin, and death. And it says he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is finishing strong. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Now, verse 3. We didn't get to it last time. Well, we need to this time because it's a warning to us who are in the race. It says, consider him, consider Jesus, right? It says, looking to Jesus. We're always focused on Jesus. Why? Because he is the ultimate man. He is the God man. He is the man who is the man for people like me who fall way short. So we focus on him who endured. There's that word again, endured from sinners. People like me, such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted so that you and I might not get tired you and I might not gas out you and I might not give up you and I might not get discouraged you and I might not get distracted you and I might not drop out of the race so that we would run and find reserves of energy, find reserves of grace, find reserves of strength, find reserves of mercy, find reserves of, of dedication that we didn't even know existed. Why? Because we're continuing looking at Jesus. We're being filled with Jesus. And if we are running with Jesus, to Jesus, for Jesus, and the people that we love, here's the thing. We will finish strong. We will finish strong because Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, offers to run the race again in you. Run the race again through you. And when he does, you are going to, you are going to run every step with such a zeal, with such a focus, with such a dedication, with such a tireless commitment. And then when you finally see the finish line in the far distance, you're going to break into a flat-out sprint. You're not going to coast because we're called men. We're called everybody to finish strong as we follow the God who finished strong and offers to finish strong in and through us. Don't give up. You started strong. Will you finish strong? This is not a question of how strong you are now. Honestly, guys, show of hands, you look back on a time in your life when you were more fit physically, when you were stronger physically, when you were faster physically. Uh, everybody over 35 who plays on the Belugas better raise their hand. And you hearken back to those days, do you not, you young people? You will get to the place where your body just won't do it anymore. We try, though. I have pictures I'm still trying to get back to. I was 20. I was never ripped. Never. But I didn't have to shop at special stores. How about that? So listen, listen. We have... We have times when we would get back to that strength that we once had. Spiritually. Spiritually. 
how many of us, regardless of our age, could point back to a time when we were more knit together in the faith. We were more dialed in. We were more devoted and focused on Christ. We, how many of us? I'm not asking you to raise your hands. Oh no. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's the end. Do you see if this trend continues, where that goes, through a lifetime, throughout an eternity? Do you, do you, do you see? So what I do, uh, I want to share with you something that I say whenever I perform a, a wedding ceremony. It's something that I heard a, another pastor say a long time ago, and, and scripturally, and, and, and it made such an impression on me. So, so every time I marry a couple, I, I say this to them. I say, this day, your first day, your, your wedding day, is not the most important day in your marriage. The last day is the most important day. You see, because anybody can love their spouse on their wedding day. Anybody can love their spouse on the wedding day. Here's the question. That whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, on your last day, regardless of whether that is in a hospital room or by a bedside or behind the wheel of a car or rocking on the front porch of your home. And guys, I don't know what you look like. Maybe you've got more hair coming out of your ears than you do on your head. You know, that's what God does to us. It keeps us humble. On! Okay, stay with me. On the last day, on that last day, will you be, I ask them, more in love with Jesus Christ and more in love with your bride, with your husband, than you are ever before. Will that be the crescendo of those loves? So we're not in the wedding ceremony. But I ask you then, on that day, on that last day, will that be your strongest day? Or will you just fade away? Or will you have long ago fallen away? Will that be your best day? That's the question. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, finishing strong is not still mentally believing that Jesus Christ is Lord when I stop sucking breath. Finishing strong is not Jesus still being part of my life when I die. Finishing strong is not Jesus being number one in my life when I... Finishing strong is Jesus being my life in a way that he has never been my life the day that I step out of this reality and step into his. Step out of this life. I crescendo. I, I live a life of ever-increasing faith, and then I'm swallowed up in faith. I live a life of ever-increasing devotion, and I'm swallowed up in devotion. I live a life of ever-increasing freedom, and I'm swallowed up in freedom. Is that what it looks like? That is what it looks like. I mean, I do funerals. We talked about marriage. Let's talk about funerals. I do a funeral. If I do a funeral for somebody, somebody's always asking They always say it like that. Like, 
Yeah, I know if they were Christian. I love doing that to people. It's the last time any of you are going to ask me that question at a funeral. And then, and then here's what happens. They go around and they ask people, do you know if they ever prayed the prayer of salvation? Do you know if they ever went to a church? Do you know if they ever... Okay, all these things, none of them are bad. But scripturally, that is never the measure of whether somebody is walking with Christ. What we're talking about is men living as such a force of God, such a surrendered person, such a servant's heart for your wife, for your family, for your church, for your community, for your university, for your neighborhood, that that is just overwhelming. And it just keeps crescendoing, crescendoing, crescendoing. I thought they were retired. No, they're going full time for Jesus. And, And you're loving like you never loved. You're serving like you never served. You're believing like you never believed. You were pardoning like you never pardoned. You're forgiving like you never forgave. Nobody's asking at that funeral, was this person a follower of Jesus Christ? Nobody. And men, my prayer for me, my prayer for you, is that no one would dare ask, do you know if he was a Christian? Do you know if he ever prayed the prayer? It's going to be so obvious. That they'll just say, he's in glory. He's with Jesus. Not because of his work, but because he was so desperate for him. So dependent on him. That's what I want. That's what I want my funeral to be. That's what I want your funeral to be. Because it's not the end. The finish line for you is not the end. All right. We, 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 we went a little off the reservation here, off the notes. I got to marathon and a sprint yet. Okay, so sounds, hang, hang with me, there's mercy in this place, right? That sounds like a plan, right? For us, for us guys. That sounds like a plan for, for a lot of us. Here's the thing, that according to scripture, that is not the plan for most of us. That is not what's ahead for most guys. For most people. Why are you going to be negative? I'm not. I'm just reading the word of God. Here it is. It's in Matthew 24. And Jesus, Jesus is talking about um, the end. And what it's going to be like. And in verse 10, Jesus is saying, And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And the love of many will grow cold. But the one, but the one who endures to the end, you see that again, endures to the end, will be saved. Do you hear what God is saying to me? Do you hear what God is saying to you this morning? Please, this is... Let it penetrate. He's saying, don't, don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Because the man who finishes strong is not the rule. Will not be the rule. He will be the rare exception. The rare exception because many will not. Take care that you are not one of the many 
who will fall away because odds are you and I will be. Take care that, that you are not one whose love for, for God and for other people day by day diminishes, becomes less and less rather than stronger and stronger because many, many will. Take care that you are not one of the many who will listen to another truth claim, to false teachers who will try to get you to focus on your human potential, on, on trying to make your home and get rig everything out of this world. Because, hey, you only live once, which is lingo for let's do something stupid. I'm old, but I'm not that dumb. I know that. No! If you live in Jesus Christ, you live twice. You live uninterrupted life. And he's recreating all the things that you're trying to find joy in rather than him for you. For you to enjoy in him for all eternity in a way that puts our definitions of ecstasy to shame. As a steady diet. Okay. He's saying, will you be one of the many? Or will you be one of the few? One of the ones who stays faithful, who endures. Because that one, that man, he's mine. And I am his. The question God asks you, asks me, is, Tom, you, will you be one of the many or will you be one of the few that finishes strong? Because odds are, odds are that we're not. We're not on the path of finishing strong. And we need men. Our wives need men. Our families need men. Our city needs men. This, this church needs men. This university desperately needs men. And we need to be men who finish strong, who live in Jesus, for Jesus, run to him and for him and for the people that we love. 24-7, 365 for 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. Not have this be a chapter. Not have this be a chapter. Nobody needs temporary men of God. Because men, if you're temporary, you're not a man of God. Men of God stick and endure and run with a strength that is not their own. And endure with, an, with a resilience that does not come from their physical strength. They are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And how powerful is that? God raised Jesus from the dead. It spoke the world in creation. It holds all things together. Can it get you and me through to finish strong? Oh, with lots to spare. That's the strength that's offered to us. Because following Jesus is not like one of the tens of diets that I have begun with, with focus and dedication and did not stay because it got too hard. For people unlike me, it is not for you like a gym membership. 
that on New Year's Day, you were all jazzed about. And for the term of that resolution, or for that season, or for that month, or for those years, or you went, and then life happened, and you got distracted. And it's not terribly reckless if that happens with a diet, if that happens with a gym membership. But here's what happened. I could fill this room, standing room only, with the people who just during the six years that I have been pastoring here, have had a time, a season, where they were all about Jesus. But something happened. Something happened. Life happened. Maybe it was too good. They forgot about it. Maybe it was too bad. And they said, if you're going to treat me like this, I'll go somewhere else. Church was having problems with bats in the belfry. Really, they were. One pastor told the other pastor who, who, who's this church was, says, you want to get rid of the bab, bats? Baptize them. Then they'll leave. It's okay. I, I just share that with you. That wasn't the word of God. I'm just sharing. You have been men. Okay, we're, we're focusing and we're going to get practical and we're going to get you responding and we're going to get you home. Um, guys, if the truth of this could ever reach home with me and with you, you know how I often say, if you and I knew how much we're loved, everything would change. If you and I only knew what it means that we have been bought with a price. That with Jesus' blood, he bought us. Jesus didn't rent us. He bought us. So let's stop playing games and let's stop getting in the race and getting out of the race and doing the hokey pokey. And sometimes we're in and sometimes we're out and it depends where we are and it depends who we're with and it depends what they're doing and it sure depends on what they might think of us. We don't need temporary men of God because if you're temporary, you're not a man of God. So what do we do? What do we do? Um, I'm, a few of the things that I'm going to share with you now are from a book by Steve Farrar called Finishing Strong. And I, I, I recommend it for you. It's written for people in the ministry uh, or, or who want to. But, guys, you can, you can get a lot out of it. It's, on, uh, you, you know, it's electronic. You can get that. I don't know if it's still in print. He says, here are some threats, and I'm going to add to them, but... Um, this is what I do, and unless I do, you can't stay long. Um, and that's part of my commitment. Um, first threat to finishing strong, and we did this, I think it was in week two, is a woman who is not your wife. Is, is a woman who is not your wife. That's a threat to you finishing strong. Now, whether it's just in your, in your body or in your mind or your heart, a woman who is not your wife. And, and Steve Farrar says, think of David, think of Solomon, think of Samson. 
in the Old Testament, one of the most godly men, the wisest man, and one of the strongest. They were taken down by this. They did not finish as strongly as they might because of a woman who was not their wife. Second threat to finishing strong is a neglected family. A neglected family. Our country, our churches, our world is suffering because of men who have neglected or functionally abandoned their families for good reason. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we want to get in that nicer place. We want to have a different lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. First Timothy, First Timothy five eight says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially the members of his household, he has denied the faith, the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, now it is about time that we stop thinking of this only in terms of dollars and cents. Okay, does the man of God need to get a job and provide for his family that the necessities just as God provides for us? Yes. But that is not the end of it. There is a wealth of things that are as, if not more important than, than did to just bringing, bringing a paycheck home. Do you provide emotionally? Do you provide spiritual leadership? Do you provide affection and attention and quality time and and encouragement and love? And there's a lot of guys. And you know some of them. And you, you read about some of them. And they will neglect their families for 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 well, I'm 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 working I'm I'm working three jobs. I'm working if it's to put more toys in your third bay of your garage, then you're neglecting your family. Guys in the church do this all the time. I'm going to neglect my family because I'm serving God, because I'm serving the church, whether it's as a pastor or an elder or as a volunteer. Men, your first church is in your house. Where are you? I've got to have my hobbies. If you're neglecting your family for your hobbies, God have mercy on you. God have mercy on you. God have mercy on you. Um, third thing is money. Too little or too much. Too little or, or too much. Proverbs um, Proverbs 30, um, verse 8 and, 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 and through 10. Uh, we'll, we'll take it up halfway through verse 8. It says, Give me neither poverty too little, or riches, too much. Feed me with the food, God, that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who's the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Here's what that means. God, my heart, and I know it, is prone to wander. It is prone to betray you. So please, God, do not give me too little or, or I will doubt your faithfulness. And I'll turn away from you. But Lord, please don't give me too much. 
or I'm going to forget you. I'm going to love my stuff or my lifestyle more than you. And I'll forget you. Not all at once. Just for a moment. And then for a day. And then for a week. And then for a season. And then for a long time. Don't give me too little. And don't give me too much. Because they're both traps. And it's not just money again. You know, we, we narrow it down. But this is, don't give me a life that is too hard. Right? When life gets hard, maybe it's disease, maybe it's divorce, maybe it's persecution, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's depression. Who knows what it is? When life gets hard, we're prone to wander. Dude, I got into this Jesus thing because I thought, like, my be winning the lottery, my kids' teeth would straighten out, all my relationships, I'd get a promotion. If that's not going to happen, I'll find another way for it to happen. But I don't need this. Right? When life gets too hard, men, if we're not going to finish strong, we're prone to wander. How about when life gets easy? Life gets easy. Life's going good. The marriage is good. The kids are good. My job is good. I live in a cool place. I'm healthy. Things are good. If we're not going to finish strong, we cease to become desperate for God when life gets too good. And what he's saying is, I am life. And you can have that. You can have that peace. You can have that joy. You can have that life where the things are tough things are great. It's going to lift them all up. You'll be hidden in Christ. If you finish strong. Okay. How to improve your chances of finishing strong. The key word here is stay. S-T-A-Y. Stay. Stay in God's word. Stay in God's word. That's why we want people to steal our Bibles. Have a time every day, some place where you can get alone and be heart to heart with Jesus Christ and be in his word and just read it thoughtfully, asking it, Lord, I, I may not understand everything, I, I, especially if I'm in the Old Testament, and they, they, they go somewhere else in it, right? Until he lifts something out and says, that's for you. That's for you today. That, that's, that's what the wisdom you're looking for. That's the encouragement you're looking for. And meditate on it. Stay in that every day. Stay in God's word. Stay on your knees, men. Repenting and praying and praising and listening. Not just during this time that we have each day. Which is like, I have to do that every day? You say that about food? I don't. I kind of look forward to it. I could always eat. Think of that spiritually. I could always eat. Because that, that is strength. That is power. That is connection with the Almighty. There's a lack of power in your life. How's your devotional life? So stay in the Word. Stay on your knees. Stay. Stay away from women who are not your wife. (laughs) We'll go there again. If you don't have a plan for how that's not going to happen, you're laying yourself open for that to happen. Okay? It has brought down far better men than me. Far better men than me. High offices, low offices. 
every time. And I'm just talking physically, where you say, I'm not going to be alone with a woman who is not my wife. I'm not going to be texting pen pals. I'm not going to be virtual. I'm not going to confide in You set these things up because my goal is finish strong in Christ. And any of those things that threaten that, does that mean you have no friends that are women? No. It's just you handle it like God's man. You be friends with this person with your wife. Or you can be friends with this person around other people. She likes skiing, I go skiing, I'm going skiing with her. No, you're not. That's stupid. I don't care who you are. And I don't care who she is. This is not because women are bad. It's because women are beautiful. And we're broken. And if I don't put myself in a position where I have to have my A game, I'm better off. Because guess what? I am not always going to have my A game. And neither are you. Stay. Stay in connection with another man of God. We are rugged independents, right? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this alone. No, you're not. No, you're not. Following Jesus is a team sport. It's like softball. It is like football. It's like about, it is not like skiing or mountain bike. Or we're part of the Yeah, but you're doing it alone. It is not like that. I'm not knocking those things. Happen to be proficient in neither of them. But you get me? Stay connected with another man of God. But you get permission to speak into your life and to be accountable to. Get in a life group. Have relationships with other couples. Gospel each other. This is not an individual sport. You need somebody who's pouring into you, and you need somebody to pour into. Get connected with other men. And stay, the fourth, the, the last day, I think it's five, I didn't number it. E, is stay humble. Stay humble. I am not all that. You, my brother, are not all that. The moment we think that we are not vulnerable, we're toast. We're toast in any area. Stay humble. Stay humble. Now, um, I'm taking a different tone than a lot of other weeks, and, and, and like I've raised my voice, and it's out of love and, and out of a, a sense of, of the weight of, of what God has, has put on my life and my heart for me and for you. And so now... We want, we want to always balance truth and grace. Truth and grace. Here's the grace. Some of you desperately need to hear right now these words. It is not too late for you to finish strong. And some of you are thinking that it is for two reasons, maybe. One is because of your age. You say, I'm, I'm spent. My best years are behind me. Not in Christ. Not in Christ. You're not too too old to start to finish strong. And God, God can infuse in you an everlasting youth. 
an everlasting strength, an everlasting drive. If you can't stand right, or you can speak, or you can serve, or you can love, or you do it. And some of you are saying it's too late for me because of my past. You don't know how loved you are. You don't know how forgiven and set free you are. It is not too late to come to Jesus to be set free. It is not too late to come to Jesus to be cleansed of of your sin. It is not too late to come to him to, to have your past washed clean. It is not too late to come to him to be made into a new man. It is not too late. I'm going to invite you in a couple of seconds to come. Not just people who think it's too late, but for people who know what I know, which is this. Men, you and I are not going to finish strong. Not on our own. Not on our own. And not without the mercy and the grace of the God who finished strong on our behalf. There's a song. There's a song. Tyrus, if you we're getting ready to wind up. There's a song that's about this. And I will always remember it from the first time that I heard it. It's were it not for grace. And here's Here's the chorus, and every time, it just cuts right to my heart. The chorus goes, were it not for grace, I can tell you where I'd be. Wandering down some pointless road to nowhere with my salvation up to me. And I know how that would go. And the battles that I would face, forever running and losing the race were it not for grace. Were it not for grace. But because of grace, because your love, because Jesus doesn't say, go run, good luck, but offers to run in us, run through us, to finish strong for us again. There is great hope. There is great hope. So there are three red lines that I put on the floor. These are to symbolize the finish line. And if if you have heard from God and you want to finish strong and you know that chances are you will not, but you have a God who wants to, who will finish strong in you and through you, And you need grace to do it. If you came that first week, or if you're in this, and and you took one of these, or or you want to be in the race, then then you're committed to starting strong. Today, I, I ask you to commit to finishing strong. So we have a number of finish lines. And I, I'm going to invite the men to man up and kneel down and pray on the finish line for the grace to cross that and finish strong with Jesus, to Jesus, for Jesus, and for the people that we love. Finish strong. If you bring the lights down there, if you would say, 
God, I want to finish strong. But I also know that without you, without your grace, that ain't But it is here for the asking. It is here for the taking. Will you come? Will you kneel? And will you pray? And if you will, you will, in it, as it says, and come now. In Ephesians 6.10, you'll be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And in Isaiah 40, even young men shall faint and be weary. And young men shall fall exhausted. But they, the men who wait on the Lord, the men who pray to the Lord, the men who cry out for grace to the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and they shall not faint.